Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good for me. To be, I think I cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and I'm hard to stand. You can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. In the air tonight. <laughs> I'd like to say hello to the ladies from uh, from a geriatric crowd that like to check us out. A lot of them uh, coming from Finland and other places throughout the globe. We just want to say, hey, uh, hope you're feeling the vibe tonight because we're putting it out, laying it down for you for sure. I gotta say, it's pretty rewarding when your uh, your primary demographic is like your grandma's age. You know? Hey, I was close with my grandma, dude. We used to watch a lot of two two seven together. Two two seven, the Golden Girls, the Golden Showers, all those all those old people shows. Oh yeah, well everybody wants to make their grandma proud. Now I feel like we're making every grandma proud. I like to think so. Now, do you have? Is your grandma still alive? Either of them? One of them is. Yeah, she's alive and kicking. Well, I'd like to say hello to her. Hope she's listening tonight. Grandma, how are you? What do you call her? Do you, do you have a special name for your grandmother? I call her Mama. Do you? I had a Mama as well. I, I had a really? Mama and a Nani. But, and a uh, Nani? Nani. That's an Italian word for uh, for Grandma, apparently, as far as I know, anyways. Now, what does your son call your mom? Yeah, this is where things get confusing because he called my mom mama so we had to come up with another name for his great grandma which is my mama so from his perspective mama, mama? no it, yeah that's right we just added another ma <laughs> what no we had to so so my mom to him is mama uh-huh. my grandma to him is me ma right but to me she's mama and my mom is just mom well i just call my mom stupid bitch but, I mean, wow, you guys there. must be real close. No, it's a it's a term of endearment more than anything. Well, it is stupid. It's a cute word. She calls me the little bastard, so I always just kind of grew up thinking that stupid bitch would just kind of fit. Yeah. You know, and I never really knew my dad, so I guess that actually does work. But well, only a stupid bitch would have a bastard. That's uh, that's true, dude. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order lately, and there's a lot of stupid bitches and bastards on that show. <laughs> Right. You know, do you remember we used to watch Law and Order when we lived on Roehampton somewhat? It was kind of a new show then. Now it's been 20 years since uh, Law and Order has been on. And I feel like other than for Ice-T being on the SVU, I, I can't remember which one. I think he's on SVU. They should have pulled the plug about 18 and a half years ago. Because I used to think Liv was kind of hot, you know, the lady on there. And then they got rid of Elliot, who was a good character. 
But she's had so much plastic surgery, dude. I kid you not, she looks like Rachel Ray now. She actually has had so much plastic surgery that she's morphed into Rachel Ray. Why would you get plastic surgery in order to look like Rachel Ray? No, I don't think she did that on purpose. I guess because Rachel Ray is a billionaire or something. I don't know. Yeah, well. But I have noticed the... I used to think Rachel Ray was kind of hot, dude, but I've watched her lately, and she looks a lot like my nanny <laughs> in the last, was, like, 10 years. She was always in, like, a state of flux where, like, I'd watch her one time, and I'd be like, damn, Rachel Ray's smoking. Then I'd watch her just the next week, and I'd be like, she looks like a fucking thumb with, like, <laughs> a, you know, a, a skirt on. <laughs> I, I've noticed this about Rachel Ray. One, first of all, dude, she needs a new stylist because she should never show her breasts. Like, she should never show... Like, her chest and all, because she has no chest, so her boobs just look really far apart and, like, smushed down. But I've yeah. also noticed, and this is why I say she looks a lot like my nanny did, but my nanny lived to be 97 years old, right? And Damn. pretty good health until the very end. That's fucking And amazing. she spent about 79 of those years hunched over a stove, okay? Because my <laughs> nanny loved to cook. Like, the old Italian stereotype, she loved to cook. Sure. So eventually she had, like, this hump, in her back, I don't want to say it was a hump. It's just like her her posture had moved into this thing where it was constantly like looking over a stove. Right. And I've noticed that that's what Rachel Ray's posture has moved into. Oh, Ray, no. My nanny's posture had moved into that till she was like 78 or 79. But Rachel Ray has made, she has jumped the shark there. And she's early on into her, her hump posture, her boiling pot posture, as I like to call it. Well, she's got to make those billions somehow, so she's always hunched over a stove, I guess. Well, she's also making dog food now, which probably is pretty correct because a lot of the stuff I bought one for her her, uh, her cookbooks, and it some of it tastes like dog food. So I, I mean, that's kind of legit. I, mean, I would buy that. <laughs> you know what? That. Honestly, dude, because I'm such a busy guy, I only had 30 minutes to make a meal. And then I I spent a couple 30 minutes making her meals, and I'm like, you know what? A drive through only takes like eight and a half minutes, unless you go to a Taco Bell, apparently. Because the last couple times I've been to Taco Bell, I swear to God, dude, I could have stayed at home and, like, made tacos faster. There's <laughs> one Taco Bell by my house, though, where they insist on, like, first of all, it must be run by a bunch of drug addicts, dude, because, like, 80% of the time they put a thing on the uh, – on the drive-thru sign that always says, uh, only taking cash, basically hoping people will drive away, or I'm assuming sure. so they can, like, make food and take the cash without ringing it up and just put it in their pocket or buy drugs with it. Or right, they're right. always, like, the computer is down. You know what right. I mean? Always got, like, this, and I, I can see the people sitting in there, and I'm like, they're just on some fucking crack bender. <laughs> you know, and I've complained before. I've, like, sent emails to the complaint department or whatever, but I've never I've never heard back from anyone, so I assume that the owner is a crackhead as well. Dude, that that inbox hasn't been checked since like 1998. Right, they're like they, we don't want to know what's going on when the complaint line. You know what I mean? They just don't. And one time I did go there, dude. I swear to God, and the guy made the tacos or whatever, and they purposely like broke the tacos into like nine pieces before what? they put them. Yeah. So I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe the fucking place was open. And I open up my tacos, and it's like someone just took them and fucking crunched them after they were made. You know what I mean? Just to fucking be total fucking dickheads. The last time I went to Taco Bell, um, our Taco Bell is usually pretty good here. But the last time I went, and I, I can't blame the, the girl at, at the mic. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Um, 
I got to think for it. But they literally said, I pulled up, and before they said, uh, you know, can I take your order? What would you like today? They said, um, just so you know, we're out of chicken, and we're out of cheese, and we're out of hot sauce. So what do you want? And, of course, all I wanted was chicken tacos. And I was like, well, fuck. Give me some beef tacos. She said, are you sure? I was like, <laughs> I got a car in front of me and a car behind me. Yes, I'm sure. There's I'm nothing trapped. I'm trapped. Exactly. I'm locked into this shit. Give yeah, me that's some like the classic. If they had like an out lane there, I swear to God, like 40% <laughs> of fucking orders would just drive off after waiting. Like, <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, one time in the fucking Taco Bell parking or drive-thru, I waited like 30 fucking minutes. That's not a lie. That's and I'm insane. like, this is fucking ridiculous. Because there's a a decent Mexican restaurant about a block away where I could get service in like 10 fucking minutes. Honestly, Dude, yeah. I guess, first of all, it'd be great to have one of those cars where the wheels can turn sideways and you can just sort of like get out, you know, like a Tetris piece shape and go. But there's got to be, look, if you're getting food for yourself or you and your wife or you and your kid or you and your other kid, that's cool. But if you're getting food for like your entire fucking system of in-laws and shit, Get out of the goddamn drive. That's what I. That, if it takes a while to make it, I'm cool with that. But if I'm behind like a, a fucking minivan or something, and I'm like, "What the hell is it taking so long?" Then I see like bag after bag after <laughs> bag after bag come through that window. I'm like, "You fucking idiots!" Nobody's Not to mention they have to just, like check every bag yeah. before they drive away. You know, you can drive around to the front and check your fucking bag. You've got to like have everybody check their order. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, dude. I can't. I have. I will admit, a couple times I've thought about just taking out the shrubbery that is like the last line of defense between you and like the open parking lot. I'm like, dude, I could drive over that fucking shrubbery, no fucking problem. Yeah. But then yeah. I'm afraid that I would get a DWI with the possession kicker because they well, might probably. call the cops. But you'd send a message. I would send a message, and they'd probably put up a fucking border wall. They'd probably put up Trump's border wall right there, and like <laughs> run for the border would have like a whole new meaning because oh, they're like pieces of the border wall so you couldn't drive away from their drive-thru. A border wall at Taco Bell. Yeah, you know, and I have ordered and driven away at certain places before, and I just have to ask myself, I wonder how much that screws up, like, the order, because somehow the guy behind me is going to get the order that I place. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what? I, I'll tell you what screws up the order. And and I'm guilty of, I guess, maybe screwing it up myself, because this shit, shit confuses the fuck out of me. Is whenever you go to a fast food joint that has, like, two drive through lanes, right? Yeah. But then they merge to the same window. Every goddamn time, I'm like, yeah, I want X, Y, and Z. And I get up there, and they're like, oh, you had the P, Q, and Y? I'm like, no, what the fuck? No. <laughs> right. I, I see somebody in front of me or behind me did. That, that's and not and that someone was probably me who drove off. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now you've got to eat X Y Z because we made PDQ for car number thirteen. <laughs> no, they got to shut down the whole restaurant and take inventory. What happened? What happened? I would love to know what made them think that like that was going to make it any faster. So I mean, you're taking here's the idea: have one drive-through and make an extra fucking like line of people making the food because you there can you take go. the fucking orders as fast as you want. If you can't get the food out any fucking faster, it's it's irrelevant. The only the only place I saw that that did the uh, the two lanes successfully was a, a, a hamburger joint in Austin called P Terry's. Fucking a, they were good. 
but there there were literally two lines from the get go to the end. You know, you didn't merge, and that merging thing is always fucking weird because you're like, did you or did, should I go? You did, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So at P. Terry's, it was both two lanes all the way, and they would have somebody waiting there, and then they would get your food and bring it to you. I mean, but damn that P. Terry's. You know what? I can't, I wonder how many fucking fender benders or like uh, road rage happens because I can't tell you how many times I've like thought to myself that fucking cocksucker. I was done ordering before that dickhead, and now he fucking pulled in front of me by putting the nose <laughs> of his car. No where shit. I couldn't fucking get out. That's why from now on, dude, I only go to the outside lane in Ooh. the uh, in the car in the two lane uh, drive through because the inside lane is for losers, as far as I can tell. The inside lane's for losers. There's a T-shirt. It's true. It's been proven. It's a it's a fact. You watching a lot of basketball? No, I'm watching zero basketball. Actually, oh. is there a basketball? Oh, it's March Madness, right? Yeah, March. Well. It's- it's going to be April, though, isn't it? Is it going to be over before April? I have no idea. I, I only watch for one guy, my favorite uh, player. His name's Nacho Sneakers. He's a fucking awesome basketball player. Are you making that up? You're making that up. <laughs> no, there's a real guy named Nacho Sneakers. Well, you never know. These athletes have creative nicknames and shit. That's true. Hey, you know what? We're, I've heard a new nick, a new name that my, my wife, you know, she teaches school. She came home with some couple new names the other night, and oh, one great. was... Was Briley? That's a new oh. name. Oh wait, you mean like real kids' names? Yes, these are real kids' names. Briley is oh, one. I haven't Briley. heard that before. Are you familiar with? Do you know any Briley's? No, but she sounds destined for a fucking stripper pole. Here's the kicker. Same thing I thought, but Briley is a boy. Oh no! Well, yeah. hey, in this modern day and age, you never know. I don't think he'll end up a boy later in life. Uh, yeah, I got a feeling you're right. He probably will end up on a pole somewhere in uh, North Dallas. Yeah, or giving somebody the pole. Oh, no, he'll have his pole or his pole uh, surgically removed, I have a feeling. Oh, but it's not even his fault, dude. It's, it's his parents' fault for naming him Briley. Briley? Where does that... Why? Wow, it's does like, that happen? I guess you can't decide between Uncle Brian and Uncle... I don't know. Miley? I have Briley. no and you're like, Briley, there we go. Yeah. Or you know what? She probably doesn't know who the dad is, and she's like, maybe it was Brian. Maybe it was Riley. Right. I'll my bases, and I'll just go with Briley. And they can be like, yeah, no, I knew it was you. It's a safe play. Safe play. It is. It is a very <laughs> safe play. What, what were the other ones? You said there was more than one. <laughs> you know what? Now, now that I've thought about Briley, I can't remember the other ones. Give me a couple minutes, and we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. I don't know if you can top Briley. I mean, that, that right out of the gate, that that's pretty insane. It, it just, I was like, is that a real name? She's like, yeah, Briley. I'm like, okay. <laughs> just close the school now. There's no sense in it. No, no, no sense. Well, your son, he doesn't, what are his friends' names? Does he have any friends with interesting names? He, he has no friends, none. Not like his dad. Chip off the old block. Chip, we, chip we, off the old Rufus. That's right. I'm raising him like me. To be totally introverted and never want to leave the house or See, interact I, with yeah, any friends, people. Then, then I decided I just didn't want them anymore. And they left me. As soon as they loan it, great way to get rid of a friend, dude, is to loan them money. I've noticed. Or or front them some marijuana. That'll usually get rid of a friend or two. Here <laughs> well, that. Oh, that reminds dude, me, dude. Can I borrow some marijuana and some money from you? Uh, of course, dude. And and like to let people know. Next week, I'll be doing the show solo. It'll just be the zigzag <laughs> last happy hour. 
I need to borrow some money to buy some weed from you. Is <laughs> there, that possible? You know, Can we make that happen? I've had people do that before. <laughs> oh, man. Really? Yes. Sadly enough. It was those jokers in The Choice, the band of The Choice. Oh, The Choice. Those guys. Those they, jokers. They truly were multitaskers. They were borrowers and buyers at the same yeah, time. Sure. John and John, right? Wasn't that their name? There was Gay John and other Gay John. Wait a minute. Were their names really both John? That's just almost too perfect. Yes, yes, it was John and John. I swear to God. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. Yeah. I, let's pretend we have listeners and describe what the choice is so people understand the, uh, the situation. We do have listeners. About. They're just from Croatia, and the average age is 86, which well, is they'll be, perfect for me. They'll be fascinated by this. So the choice was two guys in one band, and each guy played like 15 instruments at the same time, right? Yeah, so their stick. Their, one guy but their stick like, was they invented their own like apparatuses to like uh, play said instruments simultaneously. So right. one was would play the drums, but on to, to play the bass as well, he had a drum pedal that would hit the bass keys, right? If I'm not mistaken, and like mm-hmm. su- sustain one bass note throughout the whole song you're right you're right it was like a like that game mousetrap except that they played music with it i mean it was yeah. all weird contraptions so funny you bring that up dude my daughter got mousetrap a couple of years ago and i always wanted mousetrap as a kid right because they made the commercial look so fucking awesome yeah, me too and it's like nine tenths of the time is set straight setting up the fucking trap and the yeah. trap goes off in like 0.01 seconds and you're like wow <laughs> That really was anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. Damn commercials. Same, same can kind of be said for, uh, I always like the concept of hungry, hungry hippos. Right. It's just a frenzy for the balls, but really you're just, you're banging on a, a thing, and then it's it's over. You have no control. It breaks. And then the no thing skills. breaks, and the tears start. That was my experience with hungry, hungry hippos a couple Christmases ago, was that dad shouldn't have a 12-pack get a little excited on Hungry Hungry Hippos and start pounding it, and then realizing that if you if you just put your fist on the top of the hippo that you're using, you can tilt the board so all the money <laughs> go into your hippo's mouth. Really? I, just I just shake them toward my hippo. I just pick it up sideways. I just shook up a beer and sprayed it in everybody's face, grabbed all the fucking marbles for myself. Get away! And I went and hit under the tree. With a bottle of whiskey and a forty-five, this is great. <laughs> that's an awesome Christmas. That's Hungry Hippos one hundred and one right there, man. <laughs> it is always it come is. packing. They should turn Hungry <laughs> Hippos into like a a game at a casino. <laughs> we should do that. We should open the casino with games like that. Because children's games. This is what I don't. If you have you ever been to a casino? No, I haven't. I, I well, would love you, to go. You can go to a casino, dude, and I'll tell you how a casino wins so much fucking money is because people who go to casinos have no idea how to play the fucking games, and they sit down and start playing anyways, and he's like, you have to pay to learn, right? No one's like, hey, and uh, if you're going to play, first of all, blackjack isn't like you would think it would fucking be, right? It's not like, you know, it's just not simple, like 21. There's all these fucking crazy rules that you'll never know until you've lost like a thousand fucking dollars. And you're like, oh, now I see now how to I fucking see. play. Okay. By the time you like know how to play, you're out of money. 
So we should do one with like that game War. You know that card game War? That'd be a good game for a, like a, a beginner's casino. We'll just open up the beginner's casino. There you go. We just take your money. You just come in and we take your money, and then you leave. <laughs> you get to eat at the buffet. We get a thousand dollar cover charge, <laughs> and then show them how to play their game. Play the That's game. right. So you have to pay for the uh, the demo, the instruction, the tutorial. Well, you know, honestly, when I I did go when I was I wasn't even old enough to play in a casino, but I had a fake ID and I went on a trip to uh, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas with my dad and a, a guy he knew. Ooh. And uh, and a and guy you knew that sounds a little fishy. It was fishy. It was totally fucking fishy. Was this like totally like fucking, Goodfellas kind of stuff going on? It was just like my dad. This guy was supposed to be a client of my dad's, and he owned a bunch of check cashing places, right? And he was like, oh. <laughs> "We did take a Learjet. We flew in a Learjet to Las Vegas, right?" And this guy proceeded to lose like ninety thousand dollars in like <laughs> fucking three hours of playing games. But uh, we were comped at the, at the Caesars Palace, so I stayed up in my room smoking marijuana and, and watched a tutorial on how to play craps, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually went down and turned $100 into $1,200 in a really? couple hours playing craps. It was like you saw on TV, dude. Like, people are all fucking yelling for you and screaming for you, and the chicks are rubbing on your back and stuff, but then come to find out later that they were prostitutes, and yeah. $1,000 was not enough money, apparently. No, no. Yeah. And probably men. <laughs> right, it was uh, so it was kind of anticlimactic. I did walk away with it, and the guy was like, "Can I borrow that thousand dollars?" Like the guy who paid for the whole trip and put me like on the spot, right? I'm like, "Okay." The guy wait, paid wait, for the wait, whole wait. trip and the airfare and everything, and he's lost like ninety grand. That's what I'm saying. The guy with the Learjet has yeah. to borrow a thousand bucks. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, "So do I give it to him?" I'm like, "This is my thousand bucks." You know what I mean? I know he's not gonna win with it so i did give it to him but i under the under the agreement that my dad would give me the thousand dollars back when we got back to indiana and he did he he made good on it and that was the last time i ever saw or my dad ever saw that guy his name was frank just so you know probably a good thing sounds like a movie (laughs) this guy this guy Flew us on a Learjet to a casino and then bummed a thousand bucks from me and we never saw it again. <laughs> and then so here's the funniest part. On the way back from the casino, right, he gets a call that one of his check cashing places was robbed of guess how much? A thousand dollars? Ninety thousand dollars? Ninety thousand dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and my dad's like, okay, that's enough of this fucking guy. Wow. Yeah, very strange, very strange trip. But you know what? Another thing is, I still have it to this day. I got to meet Mike Tyson, dude, on a fucking elevator at Caesar's Palace the same weekend he won a fucking boxing match against like somebody super famous. Really? And he signed his Caesar's VIP card. Good luck, Mike Tyson, and gave it to me. What? Do you, yes. Do you still have it? I still have it. I do. I'll have to find it and get a picture of it and put it up on the, the Hypersloth website. Absolutely, that's awesome. I, I often wonder if it's worth any money. It's like sometimes it seems like it would be worth money when Mike Tyson's like doing well, or is it like <laughs> worth more money when Mike Tyson is not doing well? It's probably worth more money than Mike Tyson is worth. I, I'm sure it probably is. Ever since he tattooed his face, I just feel like that's not good for your career. And you know what? Dude, I was just thinking about Mike Tyson today. You know why? He was on a fucking episode of Law & Order. I've been binge watching Law and Order for some reason. I don't know why, but I have. 
It has come up twice now. I know, and I'll admit, I admitted to my wife I had been binge-watching it while I work. (laughs) You know why? Because there's this one channel on TV, and I swear to God, I think it's TNT or TBS. It's like the fucking Law & Order channel. And you know there's like Uh, 10 different versions of Law & Order. There's Law & Order SVU, Law & Order Special Crimes Unit, Law & Order, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, so there's like 5,000 fucking episodes of Law and Order to be watched. And I didn't watch it for 20 years, so it's like half of them oh, are wow. new to me. The weird part about Law and Order is, like, most of them are taken from the the real news. They're like real yeah. cases, but they just change the names or whatever. But still at the beginning of the the uh, episode, it says, all this stuff is fictional. Even though that you can, like, make a parallel connection to something you've seen in the news, they have to say that none of it is true, apparently. Well, they, they can't just say change the names or anything. Well, they got to cover their tracks. You know, they could get sued for $90,000. They could just watch disappear like a, from their checking places. Yeah, see, that would be a special crime season, probably. They should do, all they have to do is watch the first 48, and then they could just, like, do episodes after episodes. But all the first 48 episodes are basically the same. Some dude gets killed by some other dude that he had a beef with. Over something that was totally fucking retarded. That's I gotta say that's so the first forty eight is fucking disturbing only because everybody gets gets killed for some just stupid either right. random or completely innocuous thing. It's like oh yeah, he was there. They had a fight over who was gonna pay for the Taco Bell shit that Taco Bell got wrong because they were out of chicken and then right. he got shot and in the that's face. That's what it comes down to. I saw one the other night where this lady got killed. Because this dude thought that some other crackhead lady that he was with told her about some other crime he committed. So he kills, like, some lady he has never even fucking met because he thinks this crackhead he was hanging out with told her something that she didn't tell her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was so fucked up. Well, I saw one where uh, one guy got killed, right? They found him, of course. Really? On the first 48? Yeah, he was actually dead. They found a dead guy. And somebody reported it, and they were shocked. Holy shit. I was like, wait, I've been watching the show 10 years. I've never seen a dead guy before. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they were like, they were trying to figure it out, and they figured it out. And what it was is uh, some other guys had like a, a Western Texan-style showdown up the street, and a random bullet just hit this guy in the head and killed him. Ah, those are the most fucked up ones. I mean, I hate those when you see like a little kid. Get yeah. Shot, you know what I mean? Or what about these ones where these people break in to steal a dime bag of fucking weed and like shoot the parents in front of the little kid? Jesus Christ. So fucked up. And another thing that's fucked up about that show, and yet it's one of those things that you can't look away, you know? And that's the moment where the cop breaks it to the family member, and they usually have the camera outside the house, right? The microphones inside. And they're like, yeah, well, we're sorry to say that. Oh, no, no. I know. That has got to be the worst part of any cop's job. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like if two cops show up at your house, I don't think they're going to hand you a giant check from the publisher's clearinghouse. I got a feeling you're going to get some bad information at that point. You're not getting the key to the city. How awesome if we did set up like a thing where two cops show up at your house and like, we got some bad news for you. And then you, like, whip out a giant check and say, you're never going to have to work or you're going to have to clean your job tomorrow because you're getting $5,000 a week for life. 
<laughs> well, they should do that. Here's what they should do to light the blow. Is if your spouse or child gets murdered, they should also be able to award you a big cash prize. They should at least bring a cake or like a soda or something. We, we hate to break it to you. Your son's been shot in the face by a gang member, but we brought you a cake. And On a note, here's a <laughs> gift card for Denny's. Take the family <laughs> out and get yourself a grand slam. <laughs> for Denny's. They still have Denny's or just IHOP? You no, know, they don't have a Denny's where I live, but I'm pretty sure they still have Denny's. I haven't been to one since I went to St. Edward's. Remember, there was that Denny's right around the corner up there at St. Edward's. And I remember that Denny's well because, one, I used to go there when I was supposed to be studying at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And instead, we would just go to Denny's and, like, eat. And, two, okay. because the tables there at that Denny's had a checkerboard pattern on it that was exactly like the checkerboard pattern on the only piece of acid I've ever eaten in my life. Really? Yeah. As strange as that sounds, there's little triangles, and it was the exact same color and the exact same, like, pattern as the Denny's uh, tabletop. As weird as that sounds. Have you ever tried to lick a Denny's tabletop? Uh, No, because I did not have a particularly good time on my only (laughs) only hit of acid. Oh, oh, but you've you've regaled us. Yes, I have. With this before. Yeah, that's right. Just a quick reminder, I took it because everybody else looked like they were having such a good time, and they were, apparently, but... That was about six hours before I took my hit of acid, and by the time I started feeling it, everyone else had gone to sleep. Wow, so you're left alone in a spiraling madness of acid. Yes, yes. On the St. Edwards campus, and the sun was coming up, so I decided to go and have breakfast. The only time ever I was up for breakfast at St. Edwards University, and the only other person in the whole fucking cafeteria was my RA. RA. How odd to see you here. You've <laughs> yeah. never really been to breakfast. And you I must like, be on acid. Yes. Mike Garricky was his name. He went on to some a little bit of fame in a couple of Taco Cabana commercials, actually. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fame. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know if they were regional. Well, I mean, I guess Taco Cabana's kind of regional, though, isn't it? They're too fucking regional, man. I love Taco Cabana, and I can never, I never have it unless we go to Texas and only certain places in Texas. But man, Taco Cabana's shit. Here's a funny story, dude. This is, I couldn't even make this story up. When I worked at the Ironworks Barbecue, right, we used to do a lot of catering, and sure. sometimes we would cater like uh, Mexican food, fajitas or whatever. And one time, this lady Kate wanted to. We had a big catering, and there was way too much food, so they brought the food back, and they didn't store it right, okay? And we had a okay. catering like a couple days later, and all the fucking fajita meat had gone sour, okay? And the Mexican guys kept telling this lady, Kate, the meat is no good. The meat is no good. The meat stinks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Like, all the way up until the day before we <clears throat> or the day of this catering, like hours before, the Mexican guys are going... It's, it's stinky. It's caca, they kept saying. It's caca. Always trust She's the Mexicans. Like, no, no. But, yeah, they knew, and they were right. And so we have this huge catering of, like, 200 people or whatever, like someone's wedding, something fucking grand, okay? Oh, yeah. And so finally the manager comes in and is like, no, this meat cannot be served. We need to cook meat <laughs> for this giant party. And, of course, we didn't have the meat to cook. So you know what they did? They ordered enough fucking fajitas for 200 people from Taco Cabana 
and really it up, came back and put it in chafing dishes and like served it to these people at the fucking backyard. Wow. Like homemade shit. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. That should be like a commercial for Taco Cabana. Like the, uh, it should those, be the old coffee commercials where we replace this guy's whatever with Folgers crystals. You'll never know. Until he tries to mainline it. Well, have you ever mainlined instant coffee? It's a fucking nightmare, dude. I've uh, I, the only other time I the only time I really drank coffee, I had a bad trip in St. Edwards too. I think there's a common theme with St. Edwards <laughs> somehow. I had a lot of bad trips there. I had a lot of good trips too, but uh, those were all pot related, pot and beer strictly. Well. But yeah, I drank a giant cup of coffee. Supposed to be managing, setting for a management test, and I spun out pretty good. Amazing. You <laughs> didn't get any. System. Didn't get any uh, studying done, to say the least. I think I paced around St. Edwards for about six hours. Coffee is for pacers, that's for sure. I do not enjoy that kind of a feeling, like that up feeling. That's just not for me. That's not something that I, I, as- ascribe to, aspire to. I'm not even sure what the word is. I prefer down myself, but yeah. when I'm down and when I'm down and sober, I'm depressed. When I'm down and drunk, I'm like, Bambi. <laughs> fucking a, yeah. Forever, I thought that alcohol was like a, a not a depressant, but a, an amphetamine. Like fucking it, a, I feel good when I'm drunk. I it's didn't like know a, it was like a, a depressant. It's an analgesic, right? Isn't that what makes a, a wound feel better? That, that's <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Would well, be crazy if it was addictive. Man, thank yeah. God booze is not addictive. Oh, shit. Thank God. Otherwise, I'd never be able to stop. Be like Oxycontin or something. Right. I could stop tomorrow if I had no money. <laughs> right. But I have money, course, so I'd be growing up to. in a small ball, sweating <laughs> to a pool of oblivion. That's right. Until the heart attack takes you. <laughs> Not by choice, but my muscles would be seized up. <laughs> Dude, I had the weirdest fucking dream last night, right? Okay. In this fucking dream, I I don't know. You know what's weird is I took, I've been having like sinus trouble, right? So I took like a sinus like pill or whatever, but just like a over the counter, I don't know, Advil sinus or some shit it was called, right? And I don't know if it gave me these weird fucking lucid dreams or whatever, but I had like this super fucking real dream that I was arguing with a guy about the price of an RV, right? Yes. I don't know why. Well, I mean, obviously, I work in the RV business, sure. so I'm sure it had something to do with that. I was like, I, know why. I was like, I was like undercover, like shopping for an RV, right? And this guy was like messing up, and he wanted to make an offer on this RV, and I wouldn't do it. And he got really fucking animated and mad, right? Huh? And so I woke up, and my heart was pounding. Oh, and shit. I thought to myself, dude, wouldn't that be crazy if while I'm having that dream, some random guy that I don't know. Is having the exact same fucking dream, but he's the other fucking guy, and I'm the guy in the in his dream. You know what I mean? Like he's a real guy having the same dream somewhere, but we don't know each other. But I'm actually in his dream, and he's in my dream. I'm speechless. You blew my mind. That's, that's that, pretty you know fucking insane. I know exactly what you're saying, and it makes you wonder. It's one of those things that make you wonder, like when you realize that, which I never never realized it until you said it. Now I'm kind of stupefied. Like, what if that's what's happening right now? What if some other guy is dreaming that he's you and some other random person is dreaming they're me and they're like, I dreamed that I was on this weird <laughs> fucking show talking to some guy on a computer. I wonder if 
somebody else was dreaming that they were the other guy. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't like to think about it now. Now that Stephen Hawking can't answer it for us, I don't know if it's even – do we even dare beg the question? No, there's Stephen no point. Maybe it was Stephen. He was speaking to you through dreams, he arguing was. about an well, RV. This guy could walk, though. This guy could walk and speak. Well, I'm sure Stephen Hawking could walk in dreams. You think so? Actually, maybe he couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Do you dream that far out of your reality? I've never dreamed I was in a wheelchair. Did you? But I do dream that I can fly sometimes, and I'm always fucking terrified of it, and I'm bad at it. (laughs) You're, like, bad at flying in your dream? Yes, I can fly, but I'm like, holy shit. It's like uh, the greatest American hero. Remember that show? Yes, I do. You take three steps and jump into the air, like, to learn how to fly. He was never good at it, was he? He He was never good at it. All my flying dreams, I'm like, I know I'm just going to fall down, and I'm just spiraling through the air, and I'm like, I have no control. Is there a guy named Bill in your dream when you're the greatest American hero? Remember Bill? Wasn't he like his government operative in that show? (laughs) I don't remember that much about it. Oh, my God. That show was like my first TV ritual. I'd like to stay up late, yeah, to watch The Greatest American Hero when I was a kid. used to love that show. Even when is the greatest American hero for uh, for Halloween one time? Wow! Yeah, had a nice curly blonde wig on and a red suit. Did you? No one got it. No one got it. You should wear it now. I should. Next, else would get it. But. Next year I'm going to go as Washington from Welcome Back, Cotter, and see if anybody gets it. <laughs> You'll be the hit. You should go as Horseshack. I'll go, I'll go with Schneider from uh, God, from all, one day at a time. One day at a time, I'll be Schneider. You should. It's even people would get that. I think. Think is Schneider still alive? Like near the end of his life, or I don't even know if he's dead. But the only thing I've seen Schneider in lately was like he played. He was always like some drunk at a bar. I think it was the mustache. He just couldn't get past the mustache. Was that the reality show? Was it the first 48? What was his name? Pat? I think his first name was Pat something, wasn't it? You know what I watched the other night, dude? Mel's Diner. Remember Mel's Diner? Alice. Alice. Oh, my uh, God. my grits. Was this my grits? Does that yes. Come? Yes. Yes. What a depressing fucking show. I mean, I know it was supposed to be funny, but I'm like, man, this show, I only watched two episodes. I'm like, this show is bumming me out. I don't remember anything about the show other than as a child, uh, for some reason, I had a crush on Flo. Wasn't she the tall blonde? Redhead. She was redhead. redhead. Yeah, well. You liked her because she was dressed like a tramp. Well. I had a crush on Vera because she's so mousy, I always felt like you could beat her up. Yeah, you fucking beat up Vera a little bit. You know, I, I remember having a crush on Vera, too, because I've always liked mousy chicks. I think that you liked them all because what I did notice when I was watching um, Alice was that all their nipples were sticking out constantly during the whole show. That's well, the only reason. Now I realize why I liked Love Boat so much because if you ever watch an old episode of the Love Boat, everyone's nipples are sticking out. Well, it was the 70s and early 80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. Like, damn, that shit's a little racy. Now they'd have to like put those little things over their nipples. Yeah, like what, watching uh, Three's Company or something. Three's Company's the same way, you know. Right. It's just a nip fest. 
Take all the drug references in that show. Jack Tripper, obviously on acid. Chrissy Snow, obviously some cocaine bimbo. But what was their friend's what was Jack's friend's name? Oh, uh God, Larry. Was it Larry? Larry? Was it Larry? Was that the guy they hung out at the uh, what was the name of that bar, that place? Oh my god. I just The Regal Beagle. Beagle. The Regal Beagle. Beagle. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. What a classic place. I always wanted to go to the Regal Beagle. They had um, oak. definitely a place where you could score some cocaine. Yeah. Well they had oak and mahogany. It was a nice joint. <laughs> what? They had a padded bar so you could pass out face down and not hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what? There was a place in Austin called the Horseshoe Lounge. Did you ever go there? Uh, I, I probably did, but I don't remember. I remember the name, for sure. I used to go there with Wardlow, right? And it was the kind of place where you could drink their beer, but you had to bring your own booze. Okay? And they would sell you what they call a setup, which would okay. be like, uh, because they, they only had, a like I think, a two-way license, which is beer and wine, I think. I think a right. three-way you can serve booze. But uh, you could bring your own booze doesn't... in. And they would sell you a setup, which is like a pop or whatever, you know, to mix with your booze. And so instead of ever doing that, we would just buy beers and drink the booze straight from the fucking bottle. God. And they had they had a bar there. I should you not, it had not been like remodeled since probably 1971. This is what 1996 were there, and it, it was padded, like right where if you passed out, you would hit your face. Engineering. You know, Wardlow sent me a picture of it the other day. He's like, remember this place? I'm like, yeah. Really? And he goes, he goes, yep, two fights, been gotten two fights there and puked in the parking lot once. I'm like, yep, that's that's the uh, Horseshoe Lounge for you. But now they closed <laughs> it, apparently. Well, the, probably, if it's Austin, it's probably because somebody complained about the loud noise and music. I think they turned it into a... Probably a micro pub or some shit like that. Applebee's. Really, what they did was they didn't do anything to it. They just started offering nothing but Lone Star and charging fifteen dollars a fucking beer. And you're like, whoa, yep. it's like the coolest place to hang out now. But if you show up on your own uh, single gear, gear bicycle, <laughs> right, free. with your with a beaver tooth flask. That's right. If you bring your growler for your Lone Star. They'll fill it up for ten cents. <laughs> yeah, right. Only if you have a leather growler cover that hooks onto the back of your single wheeled giant front wheel bike. <laughs> but we gotta bring so those much. back, dude. We need to bring back the giant front wheel bike. I guarantee right now you can do it. Right now <laughs> while people are dressing like it's eighteen forty one with their overalls and their oh, I'm like you- if you go to fucking Austin right now, you'd probably think it was like the middle of the fucking Confederate War. The way people about the uh, beards. The penny farthing? I think they call that the penny farthing because the big wheel is like a big penny. The the big giant one. Right. Dude, if, if, you rolled that, if you rolled down Austin Boulevard, you would get laid in a second, man, by some chick who doesn't shave her pits. Oh, my God. She doesn't shave her pits, but she shaves every other piece of body hair off of her body. <laughs> yeah, well, but she, she has lets her pits grow long. <laughs> she braids them, puts beads in them. <laughs> the she makes the beads. Side thing, rainbow she beads. Makes, her pit hair. She makes them out of reclaimed wood. Well, of course she does. It's Austin, dude. When's the last time you went to Austin? Oh, it's been a long time, dude. 
very long time. What do you think about the NRA lately, dude? What's your what's your take on gun control now that we're in the throes of gun control? Uh, I think it's a good thing. I don't know. It just seems like common. Like I don't. It's just it's such a common sense thing. I can't even like argue for or against it because like I got to get a license to drive a fucking car. Yeah, and a background take, check. Right, background check, some kind of training. I mean, literally training. You know, I got to prove myself to get a, a, a driver's license. But I can just go to Walmart and get a gun because I'm a person. That's right. kind, kind of stupid. Now, I, 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 I get the sentiment that people should have access to guns, especially like long guns for hunting and stuff. But you should still, you should still have to qualify in some way and be like, yes, I've had a minimum amount of training and maybe more. I'm qualified to have this weapon, not... I'm 18, give me a gun. Right, I'm 18, now give me a gun that shoots super fast. I mean, first of all, any kid who's 18, right, I mean, think about the difference. The reason you can't drink when you're 18 is because, you know, you break up with your girlfriend and you fucking go off the deep end. I mean, you know, this kid fucking, who knows what happened to him. But, you know, there's a lot of living that goes on between 18 and 21, if you ask me, that that people aren't equipped to. But, you know, the... I got in an argument with a guy on Yahoo, of course, about the Second Amendment. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. The Second Amendment is manipulated. Now, back when they came up with the Second Amendment, we were fighting fucking wars with muskets. Right. You know what I mean? And the real idea behind the Second Amendment was to make sure you could buy a gun so you you could get out from the thumb of some tyrannical government. You know what I mean? Who is like, you know, now... If you've got a license for a gun or whatever, they can come take your gun whenever the fuck they want. I mean, it's not like, you know, they don't know that you have a fucking gun. When you buy a gun, they know that you fucking have it. I mean, you know, and and first of all, you get the old guns that the militia doesn't want. When they put $660 billion into the fucking military, you're not going to stand up to them no matter how many fucking guns you have. But, you know, it's not about – back then it wasn't about protecting your property. It was about protecting yourself from the government. Right. But the thing is, is that all the gun control people think of it the same way now because they're all in that conspiracy mode about the Illuminati or whatever the government's taking over. And so that's how they view it. The problem is it's it's the Trump supporters who are like, no, it's all about, you know, the Democrats were trying to take your guns away, blah, blah, blah. Now that Trump's in power, they're like, fuck, yeah, guns are a free for all. Buy more guns. You know what I mean? I'm like, how many guns do you fucking need? I own one gun. I think that's all you fucking need, honestly. At the end of the day, how many guns can you shoot at one fucking time? Yeah. Right, yeah. I totally agree. I, I own one, too. And you know how many times I've shot it? Zero. Me, too. I would have thought the other day, I was like, if someone broke in my fucking house, I'd have to, like, throw this fucking gun at them. Because I wouldn't <laughs> I couldn't shoot them, probably. I'd distract them by saying, hey, can you show me how this works? You're obviously good with a gun. Can you show me how this works? Here, hold this. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not a hunter. Like I get, like my dad's a hunter, my brother's a hunter. They got their guns for hunting, but they don't do anything. They don't just like whip them out and be like, "Yeah, I got my fucking gun. Check it out." You know, you don't go to their house and be like, "Look at this motherfucking gun." Right. You know, they're locked up. Well, they check them out to do a specific thing because they've been trained. They know how to fucking use them. They're tools. But so many fucking people. Just see it like a 
like buying a pair of fucking fancy shoes or something. I, I have no. This, this jackass on fucking Yahoo. First of all, his like little meme thing was a fucking AR-15 or whatever, right? I'm like, dude, not everybody's out there buying a gun because their mommy didn't love them or because they have a fucking small wiener. You know right. what I mean? Trying to get a rise out of people by, you know, saying oh, own more guns. You know, even guys I know who are big gun nuts are like, they should never fucking sell AR-15s to normal no. people. You know what I mean? It's just you don't need it. You, you know, don't. and they used to be like three thousand bucks to buy a gun like that, but the problem was they weren't selling any. So they fucking dropped the price to like four hundred bucks, so every fucking Joe Schmo could go to Walmart and pick one up. It's weird. I mean, it's just the entire thing seems fucking broken when you compare it to other things that are way more regulated. Like, like we we're talking about, just getting a car license, buying a pack of cigarettes Free is seat. harder than getting a fucking gun. Yeah, you gotta be. Well, I mean, you gotta be the same age. I don't know. Makes me want to go. Shoot well, now they want to take out. gun rights away from people who smoke marijuana. But you could fucking grab yourself a bottle of George Dickel and buy as many fucking guns as you want. George Dickel. Yeah, that's the kind of cheap. Uh, the cheap whiskey that I've puked on a couple of times. You've never that heard sounds of cheap. Oh, it's cheap. It's cheap. No, that sounds cheap. It's right there with Old Crow. It's Old Crow quality. The old Crow sounds pretty good. I can see, like, Jack uh, I wouldn't I say can... Old Crow is good. You know what? Here's the deal, dude. No whiskey is good. I don't care about people who no. say fucking drink whiskey for the flavor. No. Whiskey does not taste fucking... you got to have... A serious drinking problem if you're to the point where you're like, man, that whiskey fucking tasted good. It's such a refreshing giant shot of whiskey. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I had whiskey. I swore off like hard liquor a long time ago. But uh, just in terms of names, I mean, George Dickel, Old Crow sounds cool. I'd be like, oh, wow, that sounds like it's something in Indian mixed up. You know, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Probably what it was named. Or Native, after, like, Native American, uh, whatever. Old George Dickel sounds. George Dickel sounds like the Jim Beam guys got together and like, how do we offload all this slop that we're just pumping <laughs> you know, into it the It probably is. It probably fucking is. And Old Crow was probably the name of some Indian legend who drank himself to fucking death <laughs> by drinking George Dickel by the gallon every day. And he's probably old at the age of like thirty-two. <laughs> right? They're like the legend of Old Crow. He died. Drinking George Dickel. It's a very sad story. After after he lost all the casino's money. The old crow stumbled up and took his soul. You ever watch that show American Greed? I've never seen it. Dude, I saw this episode of American Greed where this guy, these guys got together, dude, and they're like bank guys or whatever, and they got some, some, uh, some Indian guys that ran a casino or whatever to like start laundering money for them. Is this like a documentary show about like? Yeah, stuff? it's on CNBC. It's all it's about it's all about money crimes, really. It's like the first forty-eight of money crimes. Mm-hmm. And the deal with a, a money crime is these guys never get in any fucking real trouble. You can steal like fifty million dollars and go to jail, you know, and, and rob people's pensions oh, and yeah. you know all that shit, and go to jail for like three months. You know, in a nice jail, a jail right, that's like yeah, like a country hotel, like a Hampton Inn. 
nicer than a Hampton Inn. Are you joking? Please. Well, of course I'm joking. Can't go to a Hampton Inn. It's more like the the Ritz. You know, I still think that our uh, our obituary wall idea still the living obituary wall still has still has wheels. I think we need to fucking do that. There is something we haven't come up with that does not have wheels. You're right. And, I, you know, I was thinking if we needed someone to sponsor it, why not get the casket companies and, like, the headstone people could just fucking throw money at us? <laughs> sure, I'd, I'd love to get some of that casket and headstone money. I'm so worried I'm going to die and that no one's going <laughs> to take any time to write my fucking obituary like I want it. And I was reading, dude. I even sent to you a link the other day. I I was reading the obituaries. I'm I must be the most morbid person in the world. But every day when I wake up, I like read the local paper paper and go to the obituaries, right, to see if I know anybody that died. And I read this guy's obituary, oh, and no. he was I mean, he was a homosexual fellow, right? Which I have no problem with. This. And the guy wrote the funniest fucking obituary. Obviously, he wrote it for himself because he had cancer or something. It was an awesome fucking obituary. And I thought that's how I want my fucking obituary to be. I want it to be lighthearted, you know what I mean? And like have some, you know, an entertaining read, so to speak. I'm going to have to yeah, find yeah. that in you because I was like, man, that is one clever motherfucker. And even one of the lines in there was like, and known for his cleverness, right? And he's writing like this funny obituary. And a lot of it was like how he tormented people. And it, it was awesome. It was a fucking awesome obituary. I always thought that I would write my own obituary, and not only that, but like my funeral plans, like how I want it to go. Right. I would write it out, type it out, and like keep it in my wallet. So whatever happens, they're going to check my wallet, and they'll be like, oh, okay. You know, he was an awesome guy, and at his funeral, no fucking crying and shit, all partying, going to have beer and cake. George Dickel. And pizza. George, you got to be George Dickel. But, uh, yeah, you got to write your own obituary. Don't rely on other people to do it because they'll do it from their own prisons and nobody right. likes you as much as you. Here's my deal, dude. Even if, say, you wanted, like, this party fucking atmosphere, it's your it's your funeral. You think anybody's going to even bother to fucking follow through with that? Or you think they'd be like, oh, he was just saying that, or, oh, Rufus, he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. That's not yeah. what he wanted. Yeah, people are going to be lame and stupid. Right. But I'll put it in all caps. I'll be like, party your fucking asses off. Take my body out of the casket and pass it around like there I did go. a stage dive or something, you know? Hey, no, no wax. You know, the no. only thing I don't want, the only, the only stipulation I have on my obituary is I don't want my wife to bring her boyfriend. Your boyfriend just can't come. Well, that's kind of selfish. I think so, but, you know, it's I'm asking, I ask for so very little in life, I'm asking for even less in death. <laughs> Hang on, that's a quote. I gotta write that down for a T-shirt. You see, I'm wearing my hyperslot tee today. Oh, you are! Look at that! God damn. Oh wait. <laughs> this is back when we were still using the future of the future before Xfinity stole it from us. Oh, oh wait, no, that was the the future of awesome, right? That they took from us. Yeah. And they did, by the way, since we came up with that in 2013. Just been on the air five years, Rufus. What do you think of that? Five, five years. It's pretty fucking insane. I updated the website today with a couple of things, and one thing that I put on there was the last Friday's episode, and I noticed that I had to upgrade my sound 
cloud account because I downgraded it because we hadn't done a show in so long. And when I upgraded it, I noticed that our last show was almost exactly a year right. before last Friday. And I was like, damn, a year? That's right. That you know what, that. dude? I did notice on our thing, if you click to listen to any of our old shows on the website, they're not there. Well, that's what, because I downgraded the SoundCloud account. Hey, remember this? Look what I tried the other night. Yeah, I was wondering if you wanted to do that tonight, although we're getting to the end of the show. Let's save it till till next week, because if I do get the shits or whatever from drinking the super hot sauce, I don't want it to ruin Easter that Dad's on the fucking throne. Great, because I brought mine out. I cut all the little plastic tops off of each one so I could just crank them open. The bacon stuff's not bad. It's actually got a little more kick to it than I would have thought for being at the very top of the book. I gotta say, I'm a little worried because I had the the four at the top. You know, I told you this. You know that. Right. And by number four, they are a little. They get a bite. Yeah, I'm saying that this first one had some fucking bite to it, which kind of made me skeptical about eating or drinking them before uh, the. The, the Easter holiday, so I'm not fucking shitting my brains out instead of enjoying eat, enjoying raw <laughs> eggs or, or hard-boiled eggs. What, one of them is called Ass Blaster, by the way. <laughs> is it? So, let's yeah. just jump right to that one. Oh, I'm sure. Now, how did let, let's plan this ahead of time because I really don't know how this goes. Do we want to just literally drink the sauce out of like a spoon or put it on a pretzel or a cracker or something. I say we do it on a, a chip or a pretzel or something. Okay. okay. Do you so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I say we do one a show for the next 12 shows. That's slowly working our way up. What do you think? That's not a bad idea, because I also thought, like, maybe for one show, 12 was too many. Like, it would take too long to do it. Right. And I, I thought, because if, if it's that brutal, we're going to be in a lot of pain, and it's well, going to slow down toward the end. Yeah, there's no way we could eat more than one or two during a show. You know what? We should come out with a, a barbecue sauce called Crohn's Disease, and it's like the hottest fucking barbecue sauce that you could ever fucking eat. Crohn's barbecue sauce. And it has a laxative in it. <laughs> that's, that's almost not funny, but it kind of is funny. <laughs> that really fucking floored me, dude. The barbecue sauce is called Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one that's not so hot called Irritable Bowel. <laughs> IBS sauce. Jesus Christ, Crohn's disease. <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. I know a poor guy with Crohn's disease, and if he wasn't so addicted to fucking Vicodin, he'd be a halfway decent dude. Okay, god damn, that really caught me off guard. So have you been watching? Ba- you don't watch. Ba- I don't watch basketball either, dude. I don't get into any of that fucking sports shit. No, I don't. I I try to watch this well I can, but uh, other than that, I don't. Hey, ladies, geriatric ladies, follow us into the VIP to hear a little more of the show. Hey, 
welcome to the VIP part of the show. The only way you can hear this part of the show is on our website link, correct, Rufus? This is correct, yes. This part of the show is brought to you by Crohn's Disease Barbecue Sauce. <laughs> Guaranteed to blast your ass and leave you wanting a little bit more for your colostomy bag. Oh, my God. That'd be a good name for a band. Colostomy bag? Or colostomy bag. Did you go see them? Colostomy <laughs> bag. Sure. I absolutely would. I told you about when we played uh, uh, intramural football at St. Edwards that this guy, Pete Hobday, good guy, funny fucking guy, he he named our team Crib Death, right, our intramural <laughs> football team. And okay. they made us fucking change the name of our team. It ended up being like Team 8 or something because they wouldn't let us use the the uh, the name Crib Death. All because some lady complained. Really? Some lady yes. complained about crib death as a yes. sports name. Yes. Well, what a what a killjoy. There goes free speech. Free speech is not alive and well at St. Edwards University, that's for sure. Hey, well, if it was in today's time that it, that it happened, the entire college was probably... They'd probably have to take a moment of silence. on fire and stuff. There is no more free speech. I mean, your, your president, Donald Trump, has declared war on free speech by calling it fake news now. Yeah, and every college campus has, too. It's weird. We live in weird times. Man. <laughs> we do live in a weird time, dude. There is no doubt. There is no fucking doubt. Like, these people, like, and I'm, not, I'm just not calling out Trump tards by name, but there are a bunch of Trump tards out there. But if... Now that Donald Trump has had sex with a couple of prostitutes, they don't care. But if Obama, like, wore the wrong color fucking slacks, he, like, needed to be fucking lynched, literally. What I wonder is, like, where do we go from here? Because obviously Trump is an extreme case of, like, things going, like, way in one direction. And obviously the next time things are going to course correct or whatever – like, what does that look like? Are we going back to something kind of normal and level? Or are we going to go back to something even weirder but in the opposite ah, direction? That is, that is a very good question. Very, very good question. I don't even want – I almost don't want to know the answer of what's going to happen before you – I mean, you think there's a chance he could get reelected? No, no. I, I don't really? think that's – no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think – I wonder sometimes if they come out and find out that there was no collusion or whatever because he's firing everybody <laughs> – you know, that's like looking into this collusion or whatever, if people would be like, oh, I guess we were wrong. We should just keep him on as fucking president. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's a second term for the guy. I hope but not. He, he's such a huge swing. I mean, it's not like we went from Obama to just a Republican president. We went from Obama to something that's like off the charts fucking weird. Well, it's all because he he ran on Bernie Sanders' platform, though, because he saw that that was resonating with people. Then he's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I ran on that platform, but I'm surely not going to fucking adhere to any campaign promise. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, you should have to put your campaign promises in fucking writing. You know what I mean? Because to run on something and not even come close to to implementing any of the promises is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's the bane of a lot of presidents. It is. But that's true. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I just I I kind of hope for a utopian world where politics doesn't matter, but I'm stupid. You know, I mean, they just got their foothold in there so fucking good. The Democrats and the Republicans that people don't even know what they're fucking. No one has their own opinion anymore. You're not even you know you're not even allowed. So you, no. you vote for an independent candidate who has the most fucking common sense. Even if they did get fucking elected, they're never going to get anything done. You know what I mean? Because they're not part of the fucking the game. They're they're outsiders. Yeah, and it it it's all, so much of it is so funded by corporations and corporate interests. And I, I don't want to go into Alex Jones territory here, but. There's so much money driving shit that has nothing to do with personal interest for the American people, you uh-huh. know? Especially when the president himself is a corporation. You know, you got to fucking wonder. Especially when the president himself talks about ending Citizens United and getting the money out of fucking politics or whatever, and then appoints a Supreme Court judge who purposely is going to let Citizens United stand. Because that's, you know, that's that's the kind of liar. That's the kind of shit that pissed me off about Donald Trump. You know what I mean? That's how much of a fucking liar he is. Oh, he's you know, a total he's, liar. He's not me. pulling any strings. dude. He's not making any fucking decisions. I almost think that maybe if he did, he would use more common sense than some of this cockamamie shit that the Cook Brothers is telling him to fucking do. You know what's funny is Sam Harris has said a few times <laughs> – because he's way anti-Trump. And he, he's made a few comments on his lying. And he's like, you know, when you lie, it's usually within a certain context where you have to be perceived as telling the truth. So you lie based on a foundation of facts so that that has to be kind of processed and checked. And he's like, this is true. Trump just fucking makes shit up. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to... You can't back it up. You can easily go and find that, no, that's not right at all. You just yeah. make shit up, puts it out there, and people don't care because you know why? He's shaking it up. He's draining the swamp, you know? So who cares if he's just making shit up left and right? So this is how far back his line goes. He was telling people that the Trump Tower was like 65 stories tall or whatever when it's only like 40 stories tall. Right. You know? And, I mean, that that's like his gimmick. So I guess... In his world, it's okay to lie as long as you just keep lying. Right. What you, uh, what you eating there? Um, Little Debbie Mini Frosted Donut. Oh, God damn. Sounds good. Pretty delicious, I might say. Well, really yeah. good with a shot of bacon barbecue sauce. <laughs> there, put one on there. I dare you. Really? All right. Well, of course I do. Here's the bacon barbecue sauce. Shit. Oh, there's the little Debbie. I Try see to it. Get over my fucking computer. Oh, there it is. Mmm, tastes like a colostomy bag. <laughs> is that right? I can hear it. I feel a subtle note of bacon between the burning of the hot sauce <laughs> and the the chocolate undertones. Just like people in their fine wines. Mm. There's no, I love it when people are like, can you taste the nuttiness in that wine? I'm like, why? No. No, I cannot. And I don't 
I don't know why I would. I don't like nuttiness in my wine. Right. I want my wine to taste like fucking two things. One, strawberries from Strawberry Hill by by uh, the, those cheap Boone's Farm wine. Or I want it to taste like Mad Dog 2020, just straight, <laughs> straight up like grapes. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's real wine flavor to me. I don't want a hint of citrus in my wine. I want my wine to taste like cherry Kool-Aid and feel like George Dickel. I want my wine to taste like Miller Lite. That's yeah. how I like my wine to taste. Yeah, that's a, people that drink wine, and I, I'm, there's people out there that drink wine for the right reason, which is to get drunk. But there's people that drink <laughs> wine like to compliment their meals or whatever. I'm like, give me a fucking oh. break with that. Now, you, you know, pair this wine with that meal or whatever. No, that, it's that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You're drinking to get drunk like everybody else. I don't care what your fucking guys is. You ever see that, you know, that movie Sideways? Is that what the fucking name of it was all about wine or whatever? I tried to watch it twice, and I made it about <laughs> a quarter of the way through on my, my best try. It's like a bad premise for a gay porn, really. It's like the worst fucking movie ever. If you ask me, yeah. I'm like you. I've only watched bits and pieces of it. I'm like, what a fucking stupid movie. And all the fucking movie did was make me really fucking hate that guy who's like the lead character. I'm like, I want something fucking bad to happen to that guy in real life. See, I, I don't remember enough about the story to know even who the lead character is, but I do know that one of my favorite actors, I love him in everything I see him in. Lowell? Is, it, uh, is a guy who? Lowell. From Wayne? Lowell. Lowell. Isn't that the guy from Wings? Was he from Wings? I don't know, but he's he's been in a few movies. He's the, uh, you know the guy I'm talking about. Goddamn. He's the that guy. Friend. The guy from Wings. Yeah. Yeah, Lowell. He and, awesome. uh, but the movie is so, I just, I'm like, cause I don't give a shit about wine. I think wine's fucking stupid. Like you said, people drink it to get drunk. They don't. All, all that. I've seen, like, uh, I don't want to say videos on YouTube because that immediately negates any credibility. But <laughs> there was a, it was a, a study done where they took wine that was like, you know, quote unquote, good wine aged for thousands of fucking years or whatever. And just got like boxed wine and cheap fucking Boone's Farm shit. And they gave it to these guys. What are they called? Sommelier. Yes. They sip wine. They smell it. And they couldn't tell a fucking difference. Right. Seen the same yeah. thing with vodka, where they like got oh, the three hundred dollar bottles of vodka against like a bottle of fucking Smirnoff, and no one knew the fucking difference. Right. I mean, you just don't. It's all the same shit. It's all made the same. Have you ever watched that show Moonshiners? I have a lot, but it's been a while. I, I love that fucking show. I I don't know why. I just can't get enough of that fucking show for some it reason. It is a good show. It is a good show. Makes me want to go out and try to fucking make my own hooch, though. I'm not going to lie. And I looked online, and you can buy a still online for, like, fucking 200 bucks to make your own moonshine. Makes me want to do it, too. But I've tried to make my own beer, and it's pretty complicated. Yeah. That didn't work out well. No. It's too much work. I mean, I don't don't want to bust my ass to not bust my ass, you know? The good thing about making your own liquor is it takes, like, fucking eight hours. And you have yeah. to make your own beer. It has to ferment for, like, a fucking month or whatever. 
It just it never works well. No. But on Moonshiners, you know what? The only reason I'm not making my own hooch is because I do not have the the penis bone from a raccoon to let it drip out of the still correctly. I saw that. <laughs> I wonder if you can buy a penis bone for we should just start making them out of plastic and fucking sell them. <laughs> we should. We just need one penis bone and we can make a mold. <laughs> we can 3D print penis uh, <laughs> raccoon penis bones. I want to oh know, my God. Who was the first sick fucker that even came up with that fucking idea that turned it into a trend? Well, <laughs> Next the... time I see a dead raccoon on the road, I'm just going to pick it up to harvest its penis bone. <laughs> you know, those guys, for a long time, they were just living in the Ozark woods and you get mighty lonely. And if there's only a raccoon around, you want right. some penis bone. Find one, find the biggest penis bone you can, and go to town on it. Yes. We should make a a marital aid called the raccoon's penis bone. It'll have a little bandit, a little bandit mask on the head. <laughs> oh my god! It's just got a little bandit paint job. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about coming out with virtual porn? Now they actually have it. I have yet to watch any, but I've I've seen some commercials for some virtual porn. Yeah, like what? What's the point? I mean, I I get it, but I know it doesn't need to be virtual, really, because you can find a chick with like quadruple F boobs getting backdoored on any fucking porn site there is. Rufus, you've locked up on me. Are you there, sir? Oh, no, folks. Looks like we've lost the connection with Rufus, the other half of the Hypersoft Happy Hour. So I'm going to play you folks out with a little something we like to call Beer's Food. It's from our album, One Hit Wonder. You can find it on uh, iTunes. You know what? Uh, since we played you out last week with Beer's Food, I think we'll play you out with our the first song we ever actually recorded together, and that is Internet Love Song, written in 1996 by us geniuses here at Hypersloth. And it's about the advent. But this is when uh, chat rooms first came out, before Tinder or anything like that. We actually had the idea before anyone. We just didn't get a chance to monetize it. So here is Internet Love Song, circa 1996, by Hypersloth.
sort of make her mine with a smooth point and click. Pretty soon she'll be on my digital. But you will dove tapping so fast, my fingers on fire. Sending out the goods through a fiber optic wire. my keyboard with my custom-made golden spike ears on, transmitting the groove. I send her a picture of me composed out of commas and silicones, and she likes what she sees. Of course she does. Goodbye too. Thanks for joining us for Hypersloth Happy Hour number 286, March 30th, I think, uh, 2018. Glad we could turn your Good Friday into a Great Friday. So check us out next Friday, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Keyword Hypersloth. Talk to you soon. <laughs>